Well, hello, this is Dickie Barlow again, superintendent of Mountain Brook Schools, and um, I have two special guests, Miss Key Hudson to my left, and Rachel Weingartner right in front of me right here in the podcast room. Um, Key is, were you president? I am. Mount Brook City Schools Foundation. I am. I think of her as a senior from Mount Brook High School in 2000. 2000. Yeah. And so where I was assistant principal and Rachel, she's the executive director of Mount Brook City Schools Foundation. And I think of her as the executive director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's a lot better at her role than, than I am. Yeah, coming up on four years now. Four years, really? I, yeah. Now, I mean, it's been a it's been an interesting four years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, coming up on four years. I started March, well, of 19? Yeah, of 19. So mm-hmm. that's right. That'll be, yeah. yeah. Wow. So at least you had one year before COVID. That's hit. right. So, well, good. Yeah. Well, anyway, today we're here to talk about Mount Brook City Schools Foundation and what it is and um, how it's contributed to. It's just one of the many organizations that's contributed to the well-being of our students and our faculty and our school system as a whole. Um but when we talk about this, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to be blown away at what the foundation has done for our school system. And so I hope you'll hang in there with us and um, listen to about this fine organization that was started some 30 years ago, right? 30 years this year. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. Wow. And you've been involved a long time. I mean, you've been on the board how many yeah. years? I've been on the board for 10 years. Yeah. Rachel, I'll be doing the question asking. <laughs> Real good at jumping in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Please continue to ask the questions. Now, even more than that, um, they had uh, an idea to have a couple of young alumni. And back a long time ago, I actually was a young alumni. <laughs> and so Charles Smith and I rolled onto the board. He had children. I don't even have children yet. Yeah. And so, but it was great because I started having children shortly after and the way the foundation works is that it's an endowment. So everything that I did even before they were born is contributing to their education today. That's fantastic. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. So I'm yeah. just going to throw it out to y'all and tell um, if somebody's just coming into this school system or they just moved into Mountain Brook and they hear about Mountain Brook City Schools Foundation and they go, well, what is it? So, Yeah, so it was started 30 years ago, really as a group of parents and the superintendent at the time saw a need for additional funding for the school system and for it to be a predictable source of funding. And so they chose at the time to to raise an endowment. I think the original campaign, Rachel, was about $5 million. That's right. Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, that they had a consultant come in and they said, Hey, we think you can maybe raise a million dollars. Yes. And I think it was Hatton Smith that said, we're not going to do a million. We're going for five. Is that right? Yeah. And that, yeah. that's just like him, too, if you yeah. know Hatton. And <laughs> they did it. I mean, by mobilizing community support and all pitching in together, they raised it in a couple of years. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was at the junior high at the time. Or maybe even a Crestline at the time. And I remember everybody having their sold on Mountain Brook signs in their yards. And I came home and said, Mom, Dad, all my friends have these signs in their yard. you got to give some money (laughs) to the foundation. Maybe we were trendsetters with the yard sign thing. I think we may have been. (laughs) 
That's great. Um, and so it started really with a need. If you think about the early 90s, just how much technology was beginning mm-hmm. to be part of what we were using in schools and our homes. And so they originally said, we're going to fund professional development and technology. We need to support our teachers and we need to support our children in learning how to use technology and in learning through using technology. Mm. Um, and then a couple years later, they realized that how horribly underfunded our libraries have been. And not just Mountain Brooks, but everyone in the state. Right. And so they added library enhancement as one of the areas that we can fund. Hmm. And so since that um, 30 years ago, we've given over $9.3 million to the school system in those three areas. And we're set up in an interesting way where we're our own 501c3. So all the donations are tax deductible. um, And we have a board of directors, 36 Mm -hmm. um, community individuals who are all Um, As somebody who's done fundraising for a long time, it's pretty remarkable how engaged our board members are. And it's because it's their children's schools. They care. And um, then every year, of course, we give a grant to the school system working with you, Dr. Barlow. And, um, Key, you probably could explain it better with your finance background, but (laughs) how we come up with what what we give off every year from the endowment, the spending calculation. Yeah, of course. So it's important, I think, for us that we support the school in a predictable way. And that y'all aren't worried about what the markets are doing right. that year, whether it's a great year or a, a bad year. Um, and so we look back. So, again, it's an endowment. So we have a spending policy that looks back at the last 12 quarters. And we have a percentage based off of that average of those 12 quarters. So we can typically let you know, um, you know, a couple about a year in advance right. what we think it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll range a little bit, but it's uh, – I, th- I think it's been nice for y'all to, to have that that predictability. Oh, it's been great. And, in fact, it, it's gone up every year. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what what are we at right now, Rachel? I think it's 514980 something That's right. So, Which I think this may have been one of our first times over $500,000 from yeah. the endowment, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, for years we talked about, well, what are we going to do when we get over – uh, $500,000 a year. And we're not going so. back. No. <laughs> I hope not. No. Rachel's right. done such a great job fundraising for us. Uh, in the four years you've been here, I think every single year has been a record fundraising yeah. year. And that's really what's caused us to be able to give more than $500,000 a year is because of how generous our community is. Right. That's right. And so y'all started different campaigns. So let's talk about some of the campaigns that have kind of gone on. So. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite is the Give 180. That's really focused on our parents. We wanted to find a way that everyone in the system could be a part of what's so wonderful about the foundation. And a few board members came up with the idea of let's have everyone give a dollar for every day that their students learning through Mountain Brook schools. And that's how you come up with 180 because that's yeah. 180 days, a dollar for every day. So um, we really just ask every parent to get involved and give. And we have continued the yard sign tradition. You get a yard sign saying you give 180 when you donate. And we also felt like it was an amount that we as a foundation understand how important all of the sources of support for our schools are, including the PTO. Mm-hmm. Um, they serve different, as you know, I mean, so well, Dr. Raleigh, different but really important roles. The PTO funds for specific schools. It's used for all kinds of greatly needed things. And so when I'm asked um, what what should I give? Who should I give to? 
I say both. Yeah. <laughs> we really want you to support your PTO, and we really want you to give 182. Mm-hmm. So, um, parents hear from me throughout the school year with opportunities to give, and it's really. Um, raised a great amount of money for the foundation and hopefully will continue to. I mean, yeah. there's continued room for growth. But that's not all, right? I mean, right. like we have grandparents campaigns. Exactly. So talk about that for a second. Um, the Grandparents Club, it was actually Fred Reniker who came up with the idea. Is that right, Key? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came and said, hey, I want to write a letter to all my friends asking them to give to the foundation. I mean, that's pretty generous yeah. <laughs> to offer to do that. And and he's got a lot of friends, too. He does. <laughs> he does. And so from there, we've had chairs every year that we've connected with, and they have written letters to um, grandparents in the area. And it's really a peer-to-peer ask saying, we all have grandkids in the school. A lot of them maybe went to Mountain Brook, live in Mountain Brook, and are, believe in how important the school system is. And I mean, last year that raised $275,000. Um, Gray and Lee Thuston shared that. And it's just remarkable um, that really from writing a letter, talking about what the school system's doing right now, how we're supporting them as the foundation, people are eager to support. So we do that. Um, we also have a teacher campaign mm-hmm. that's um, that's more just about buy-in from all of us. Our right. teachers do so much and um, give so much of themselves already. But my favorite thing is um, at the new teacher orientation, uh-huh. um, a lot of times I'll talk to these new teachers and tell them about the foundation. And I think they get it better than any of us ever could. I mean, they've been at other schools. They're like, wait, what? Y'all have a foundation that's you know, $11 million and y'all pay us for our professional development that Mountain Brook Schools does such a good job of. And um, so they really understand what a unique place this is and how fortunate. That's one of my favorite parts because, I mean, we hear so much from the teachers what a great place Mountain Brook is and Mm -hmm. what um, a supportive school system it is and how, I mean, it blows me away that they would be off in the summer and they would take their summers to come in for a summer learning conference. And oh, by the way, the stipends that we pay them um, that, that come from the foundation are not a lot. Right. You know, we've, we've said for a long time that they're enough to cover a babysitter for the day. And I think I've told you a long time that not, it's not true. It's not true. None of my babysitters. <laughs> not what we're paying. Exactly. <laughs> my babysitters are getting a lot more than that. Um, but just how engaged the teachers are Mm -hmm. in that they want to learn more and I love that we're able to support them continuing to learn and being lifelong learners also Um, and then part of how they that they they even go above and beyond and give to the foundation Mm -hmm. through our every dollar counts I mean it's just it's one of the really neat things to see yeah it's it's fantastic when you hear our teachers talk about like you'll hear them in PTO meetings where they say, Mm -hmm. hey, thanks to the foundation, I'm able to project this screen right here or, you know, what we've done with the math departments, the secondary, and um, and the list goes on and on and on. So um, pretty spectacular. All right, so um, let me ask you this. Uh, Let's go to when we talk about this, it's, it's kind of global. Right. So, oh, hold on. Can we talk about the track meet yeah, before we've been? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Sorry. You had a really great question, but Rachel, do you want to talk about the track meet too? Yeah, and chime in. Um, so we, this will be our what of the track meet, our fourth or It'll fifth? Be, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just such a great 
feel-good community event. And it's a fundraiser for the foundation, too. Um, we, last year, we had about 500 kids participate. They're elementary students, third through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And each school, during their PE curriculum for a portion of it, they're training for a track meet, which is great because it's encouraging kids to start learning track early. And they also get to come out and run as a school and have a lot of school spirit. And um, it's been really successful for the foundation and raised, um, I think, around $70,000 last year. And um, it's just fun seeing yeah. everybody out there at Mount Brook High School together. Last year we did two nights, and we'll be doing it again this year. So um, stay tuned for dates for that in April. Um, but we're, it's just it's a great thing that we do. Um, were you a part of it when it was done? So I'm, I'm too old to have been a part of it when it was back in the 90s. Um, but my sister and brother both participated in it, and it was fun then. Yeah. And, and what was so great this year, my daughter uh, participated in it, and, and, and she's not a track person, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe one day, but but she doesn't just love running right, right. now. But she did it, and it is, it is a great way to tell the children about, hey, this is this is a coming together of our whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those students that are going to go to the junior high in the next couple of years and be together. So it's a way for them to get to know each other. But then also it's a way to talk to your children about you're doing something to raise money for your schools. Huh. And um, it allows them to give back to what they're receiving from their school also. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And it is a great event. It's a lot of fun. And you get to see all the different shirts you know yeah. from the different schools <laughs> yeah. and, and we have generous sponsors yeah. who help make it possible um without that i mean that we have several um and that's a great way for local businesses to step up and also i mean they know how important our schools are so yeah. i guess what you're saying is that if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you own a business or you have influence in a business and you thought think hey we'd love to see our name on the video board or something like that for the um track meet um, they could call you. They can call me. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I love to tell people. Thank you. So, well, great. But that's not all. I mean, the, you still, Rachel, there are times where you take a couple people and you say, hey, let's go see the Johnsons or the what the Renickers or, you know, because um, they need to know what the foundation is doing. So it's not just these big programs but it's individual ask and that's right I mean I would say especially early on that five million dollar campaign we mentioned early on that was how it grew was a several people stepping up to the plate um, who luckily had the resources to do so and giving some generous large gifts and certainly we we always appreciate that if that's something that um, people feel compelled to do we we do have something we're working on right now that I'm excited about these we have these lifetime giving displays that will be in each of the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who's given $10,000 or more cumulatively um, will be on those displays. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to go peek in the schools as they're being constructed, and we're working on where to put those in each of them. It's exciting. That's great. It, it is exciting. It's really humbling to just see the support of our community and how many people have given over $10,000 right. to our system. I mean, if you think about what the foundation's been able to give to the school system and then what's the endowment today, I mean, it's about $20 million. Wow. That's right. Over 30 years. Um, yeah. And it's just the support of our – we couldn't support the school system without the support from our community, whether it be parents, grandparents, local businesses, teachers. Um, 
but it, it's just it's exciting and I, I can't wait for all the construction to be over and be able to see those those new lifetime giving boards up yeah. and that's a great that 20 million dollars i mean it is unique you know this better than anybody, mm-hmm. Dr. Marlowe. I mean, it's unique for a public school system to have this kind of right. additional community support, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, it's unheard of. I mean, there are just very few school systems across the country that have something like this. And so uh, it's a blessing. And so, speaking of that blessing, let's kind of, you know, people are probably saying, oh, yeah, so you're, you're given, the, you've, you've talked in big dollars and this yeah. kind of, but, but how does it really affect my child in mm-hmm. the school? And so let's kind of go back the next 20 years or the last 20 years and talk about just some of the highlights that you've seen. Yeah. One of the things I love about the foundation is it allows the school system to be innovative um, because not everything has to be exactly earmarked like state funds. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, you know, this was probably 10 years ago, and you were seeing other school systems give everybody in their whole school system an iPad. And we were able to pilot that through the foundation. And then you came back to us and said, we found that this, this works well for our young students, but our, our secondary students, this, this isn't the right device for them. Right. And so then we were able to fund a pilot of the Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. And, and you came back and said, actually, you know what? This works really, really well for the high school. And then we added the junior high, and then we added all of elementary school and added all the teachers so that today every student and every teacher in the whole school system has a Chromebook that the foundation's been able to help support yeah. and provide. Yeah. Um, but because we have the structure of an endowment, we were able to take the risk and pilot something first to see if it worked best for mm-hmm. our students. And, and what we found was what the conventional wisdom at the time was wasn't what was best. Right, right. And I could even go back further in that we started out where we had laptop labs. Yes, you know, and yeah, so we were funding was, those too. Right, and so there was a lab for like the math department and the social mm-hmm. studies department, and it was 30 laptops. And then we figured out we needed Wi-Fi. And so that's when I came to the foundation and said, hey, can you help us with figuring out how to create a Wi-Fi system network for our school system. Mm-hmm. And because what we found when people started going one-to-one, that's a phrase for one computer for, you know, one student, they would buy these computers and they realized, hey, we don't have Wi-Fi for all these things. And so we did that first where we studied that and with the help of the foundation, we were able to implement more and more effective ways to create a network and so by the time we went to a one-to-one, we had a network throughout our whole school system so that when kids received a Chromebook, they were automatically you know, connected to the web and, and with the fastest speed possible because at that time we were able to say everybody who comes into our school will probably have a minimum of three devices on their, their body. And mm-hmm. so and sure enough, you know, they have a phone or they have a tablet, they have a laptop and um and we could have never done that through those lean years without the foundation saying here's some money go do your research mm-hmm. so that was pretty spectacular and you talk about how does it affect you know my student individually even in this job when i had my kindergartner start he was two years ago he was a kindergartner and he came home with a chromebook mm-hmm. i was like oh you know, physically seeing a kindergartner get to have their own Chromebook that they take home on e-days that he, by now in second grade, is so adept at using, more so than me. 
I mean, it's amazing, and it, it is exciting. I mean, it makes me proud to know that through the work that you guys did, every student, by the time they graduate, has had a Chromebook with them the entire way. Oh, it does. The other thing, the other thing I love most is the Institute for Innovation. I remember a few years ago you came back to us and said, you know what? When we look like we're supporting our teachers, we have teachers that are coming up with these ideas to be more innovative in the classroom, but we don't have a vehicle to be able to financially support them. We can right. give them a good pat on the back and yeah. say, good, good job. Uh, and I think about the first year Morgan Chatham mm-hmm. came with this this idea of having 360 degrees of math. And I kind of scratched my head a little bit, but okay. <laughs> but, I, but she found that her students, she wanted to help them collaborate in math. And so rather than each be in an individual desk and do their work, she put up whiteboards all around the classroom. And this was her idea through the Institute for Innovation right. that she came up with and we were able to fund for. And then now with the construction at the junior high and high school, am I right that what she started with is now going in the math classes there? That's exactly right. So we have whiteboards, you know, and not just math, but, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout every one of our schools, there are rooms where it's 360 degrees of whiteboards where students stand up and, you know, collaborate and move about and help each other think through issues. And so, but, you know, not just the whiteboards, but she also said, you know, and I need projectors that go sh- shoot up against the wall. And so in our math classes in the secondary area, you know, there are four projectors that go up against every every wall where they can put problems up or she can show a video in one side while kids are working on the other side. And, and our kids are active all the time. You go into a math classroom, like I just went to a school yesterday um, in a different city and these people had all this different technology, but I noticed that um, one of the common denominators was the teachers were all sitting down at their desk talking to students. And when you go to our schools, you don't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you see our teachers walking around and helping students. And you know, to your point, Morgan had not just Morgan standing up, mm-hmm. but the whole class standing up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that teacher buy-in from it was her idea, and we, through the school system and the foundation, supported. I mean, I, I just have to think that that feels good as an employee and a teacher to know that we believe in you and believe in your idea. Yeah, and there have been a number of ideas. I mean, we've, we've just got, you know, through the years, Yeah. Um, you know, probably three a year. And we stopped during the COVID years um, just because we did, couldn't get together and mm-hmm. and ple- people were concerned about other things at the time. But the ideas that come from our teachers are, are quite spectacular. They really are. Yeah. And I love that it's coming back again this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not all. Mm-mm. So we, we have the one-to-one, you know, I'll interview myself <laughs> self for a second. Dickie is superintendent, you know, <laughs> what have you seen? And yeah. You know, just the allowing us to have ideas. I mean, we could talk about websites. We could talk about because the this, um, foundation many years ago said, you know, hey, we want to help you with your website. And here we are, you know, within a year, we're going to redo our website. And you have already given us some seed money for that mm-hmm. to work on that. Um, you know, when we've talked about videoing and having a place where all the schools couldn't go to this one area to um, to look at those videos and keep a vid- videos through the schools, 
y'all provided that um, through EduVision. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on about technology. This podcast room. This podcast room is right. Yeah, so something that we funded a couple years ago. Well, there's also things that come up, and you could speak better to it, Dr. Barlow, but things like the science of reading training, for Mm -hmm. example. I mean, that was something that came with some state-mandated requirements. Is that right? Right. changes in how we teach literacy and all those things. And we were able to jump in at y'all's request and say, yeah, of course we want to fund that. Um, and it's been really interesting to hear teacher feedback. I mean, they've loved it, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been great. But what y'all allow us to do is to do it quickly. Rather than over a four or five year period, you give us the funds where we can say, all right, we're going to move quickly on this. And yeah, so awesome. it allows us to speed up that training. But then uh, you mentioned training, but you know, one of the things that uh, the foundation does, it's professional development, mm-hmm. technology, and library enhancement. And professional development, that's kind of our landmark difference in our school system. It's the way we train our teachers and help our teachers. And what the foundation has done to help teachers is quite spectacular. About, I want to say, 10 years ago, we went somewhere. I think we went to Philadelphia, and we were flying back, and I looked at somebody and, and we said, hey, I think we can do this better than they did it. And so we came to the foundation and said, we want you to help us fund what's called a learning conference. And mm-hmm. so every summer we have our teachers come in, we give them a stipend, but we bring in national speakers, we bring in experts from all over the place, and we also have our teachers, uh, you know, train other teachers. Mm-hmm. And so, and we, and, but it's not just for our school system. We invite people from all over the state to come and they come. And just two years ago, y'all had, you know, a Google forum where mm-hmm. it was all virtual mm-hmm. and we had, you know, people from all over the state and the country that participated through the generous giving of the foundation. One thing I wouldn't have known, kind of as your average parent, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a teacher was explaining to me that at other school systems, you have to go look for your professional development hours a lot of times. Like, you kind of got to be proactive and be like, I've got to get my hours in. But because of what the school system does and the foundation's able to fund, you guys provide it for our teachers in a way that a lot of other school systems don't. I mean, having that conference and things like that. That's correct. Which is amazing. I mean, I I would not have understood that as, you know, a parent that doesn't get to kind of be in the weeds some. And it... um, I'm like, yeah, I want my kids to be at a school system where the teachers are continually learning as a part of their everyday. Well, that's part of how we touch every single student in the whole school system is by giving that professional development to all the teachers. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, of course, the libraries. Um, Tell us a little bit about Overdrive. This is something that my house is pretty excited about because I have an an avid reader. And... um, you know, being able to connect with the Emmett O'Neill Library and have more digital books. But I, you tell us about it. I won't. Well, no, you I'm probably. I'm not the expert. You, uh, well, I'm not the expert either, um, although I do read. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Overdrive, our librarians got together. We went to them a couple years ago, and we, we said, hey, it's time to focus on y'all this year. Um, so let's talk about what we can go to the foundation and uh, request and so the, our librarians got together and said and we said what can we do to help our libraries and um, you know most people would think oh god we need to buy new shelves and that kind of stuff and our librarians came back and said no we need a, a better digital library and so um, our libraries have sh- shifted really in the last seven or eight years mm-hmm. um, pretty significantly 
and we still have thousands and thousands of books, but they wanted more greater access for our students, and so OverDrive allows us to do that. It allows us to buy digital books that students can check out at any time and use and read, and there's even, I believe there's an audio portion to it, um, and so it's just it's really doubled our collection, if not more, and it allows different opportunities for students. And so for those that aren't great readers, you know, they sometimes you need to read and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just allows greater opportunity for our students and our teachers can come in and say, hey, you know, do we have these books? And rather than going and buying 100 copies, you know, physical copies where we really don't have room for those anymore, um, we can buy them digitally. And so um, it's it's fascinating what they're they're doing. So, and I think it connects us with the O'Neill Library System also, and so that anything that's in its catalog, our students can access through their their online learning. That's exactly right. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it just expands opportunities for our students and our teachers, um, and that's what we're trying to do: is give our students opportunities to learn. Um, and be engaged in their learning and be excited about it. And, uh, and it, you know, I, when I was in high school, I, I didn't read a whole lot of books. I didn't become a reader until college or after college. And so um, just the idea of listening to something and reading and listening at the same time, I know that's been a benefit to our family. Mm-hmm. So, and One thing we actually funded that we hadn't talked about that – I loved getting to see as a parent firsthand. Um, and now I think it's kind of system-wide at the elementary schools is Seesaw. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, I'm sure parents who are listening are familiar. But um, what a neat way to get to see what your children are doing every day in school. Um, they're in digital portfolio, I think you've called it, Dr. That's Barbara. right. Um, and that was something that I think was being used maybe on a smaller scale, and you asked us to kind of contribute and grow that footprint, I mm-hmm. think. And it's really another teacher idea. You know, teachers were using that on their own, and there was a free – um, seesaw element that they could get. It would only is very limited on what they could do, and we um, studied it and realized that it would be great for every. I mean, what we would long to have is that when a student comes into Mount Brook Schools, that they can create a portfolio of their learning for their 13 years with us. Mm-hmm. And so when they do go to college or they have a, to create a Vita or mm-hmm. a CV, <laughs> and they. Um, they can. They had this digital portfolio that says, "Here's my work. This is what I, you know, I've done from kindergarten all the way into my senior year in high school." And God, I'll tell you, during COVID, having a kindergartner, seesaw. I mean, I was avidly watching anything that was posted because that was my only way to really be in the classroom. Right. Them. Yeah. Well, ladies, um, I'm gonna. I think I must. We could go on and on about the foundation and the great work it's doing and how it affects our students, but, you know, usually we've learned that when you do podcasts, if you do over 20 minutes, people tend to, tend to turn it off. So if you're still talking and listening right now, hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And um, we're, we're so grateful to the community um, and their contributions to the foundation, but as superintendent, I, what I'd like you two to hear is that we're so grateful for your commitment to the school system through the foundation and um, 
your contribution to helping us think differently so that we can help our students be the best they can be because that's really what our focus is. So, Well, thank you. This is a partnership right. between our community, the foundation, and the school system. Yeah. And so thank you for all that y'all do. Great. Thank you. All right. We've said thank you enough now. <laughs> So, Rachel and Key, let me say one more time, thank you for being here today. And, um, hey, if you listen to this and you found it informative, please uh, get on the phone or text somebody and say, hey, listen to this podcast. You'll learn more about the foundation. And we've got a great website they can check out. It's real easy. It's www.mbgives.org. And it's got a lot of this information on it. That's great. All right. Well, I think we're going to end up here and maybe we'll do another one and just talk again about other things the foundation has done. So thank you all for your time and we will talk to you very soon.